Hey everybody, welcome back to Down With The Count. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about some wrestling news. We're going to cover everything that we found and compiled into one hour and a half long episode so i hope you guys enjoy and as i've just started we are going to be adding some interlude questions to get you guys involved so you can talk with us and vibe and let us know what you think about the episode and the topics we're covering so with that being said i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of down for the count we're gonna move into wrestling news so let's start off with the good stuff and then we'll go into sad stuff and then we'll get to the stuff that we can start yelling and cursing about. Okay. Yeah. So John, John Cena got married. Um, at least that's what's rumored. Now I haven't heard him announce, I haven't seen him say anything about it. Um, his longtime girlfriend Shay hasn't said anything about it, but from the dirt sheets and from like e news and all the other um, pop culture news site. They're all reporting that he got married in Florida. Uh, I want to say this weekend. So, congratulations to you, Johnny. We're happy for you. Um, She's going to go sit in the shrine of John Cena and cry for a while. No, I'm not. <laughs> I gave up on that dream a long time ago. <laughs> I'm happy for him. If he's happy, I'm happy. I don't give a shit. He could be living all that money. That's the only thing I'm jealous of. And that's what it does. Take a learn. He got too many fucking rules for me. So that shit he had with Nikki Bella, nope. <laughs> I'm not signing nothing, bitch. I'm not even moving in your house. You're going to buy us a new house. You got enough money. This could be a summer house. Then we need a house together. A new house. I'm not signing shit though. That's not happening. So that's another conversation for another day. Anyway, we got some sad, got some sad stuff. Two wrestlers have passed away this last week. So Ryan Smile was an indie wrestler that passed away. Um, Nicole has more information on Ryan Smile than I do. I was not privy to him, but I do know that he was a UK. He's an African-American UK wrestler, and he was Kip Sabian's best friend. And a lot of wrestlers knew who he was. Ricochet talked about him. Me again did on her Twitter. It was it, it was sad. He passed away. He lost his battle with mental health. And um, it's very, very sad when people um, pass away like that. So uh, my condolences to his family and to his friends. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, Nicole, did you want to say anything else about Ryan Smile? Um, I just it's it's just sad all around. He took a break from pro wrestling for a while. I think it was almost a year, and mm-hmm. um, he was getting and I don't even want to call these people fans, but um, he was kind of getting hounded by fans to like, why don't you come back, come back, come back, come back? And also, I don't know. Obviously, like we don't know, but I don't think that probably helped anything any matters as well Mm -hmm. so um it's just a lot so it's just you know it's just sad he's really talented he was really talented and he touched a lot of people and it's just sad 
Yeah, it just um, sucks. His thing is, he seems like he was a really nice, really cool dude. And from what I saw from all of the messages and the condolences, nobody had a bad thing to say about him. So I hope he's resting easy. And um, I'm sorry to um, everybody who lost a friend, a brother, a partner. I'm sorry, and I hope all of you, I'll be all. Learn how to deal with day, I guess. Um, another wrestler passed away this weekend. His name is Prince Ariel. He's a, um, a luchador wrestler. He died during a match. So um, I saw this on Heal by Nature, and shout out to Heal by Nature because they always they're very accurate with their information, and I like using them as my reference for most of the stuff that we talk about here. Also, Janae does a lot of the legwork when it comes to um, the information that we collect. So shout out to her too, because she's <laughs> But anyway, he, Prince Faye passed away um, during a match. It, it occurred during a tag team match in Mexa Wrestling, in a Mexa Wrestling event in Mexico City. It says that um, he was pronounced dead at the hospital following an apparent heart attack, which occurred while working a match inside San Juan Arena. Um, there's footage where he took two chops to the chest and then a small kick, and then he collapsed in the corner of the ring, um, and his opponent was rebounding off the ropes, and they... Um, he was teaming with Puma de Oreo, and he was facing Brazo de Oreo Jr. and Redimio. I think that's how you say his name. Um, we apologize if we butcher any names. I do, because I, I have a hard time to pronounce these names. But that's very, very sad. He collapsed. He had a heart attack during the match, and then he was pronounced dead at the hospital. So... Uh, this actually than you more than than you think, especially down in Mexico. Um, and uh, this sucks. Again, <laughs> I don't like seeing wrestlers pass away. Um, but I will warn this: if I see anybody coming for that wrestler or the tag team on Twitter or social media, I will whip your ass virtually. Don't think I won't. Because you know that's going to happen if it hasn't happened Same. already. Right. So, I didn't want to dwell too much on the sad stuff, but I did want to make sure we reported on it because it it's a part of the news. So I hope both of these guys are resting easy, and I hope their families, um, if they need help, they get help to help cope with the, the loss. Um. All right. So um, Nicole and I did do a podcast for... Um, we love wrestling. That's our wrestling partner. And um, we did the PWI Women's Top 100 list. Now, Alexis, have you seen the list? I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I don't really go by the PWI because, again, to me, it just seems like a popularity contest. Mm -hmm. And... and 
I mean, I got really no complaints about it because I think the women were real, were well numbered, but it it's Meltzer. Like I can't take anything associated with him seriously. Now what I heard and um Janae was um telling us in I think we was in the Zoom um when we talked about it. But um they were saying on Twitter and I saw it my for myself that oh they're they're pandering, they're catering to WWE. And I'm like, um, well their PWR and men's list wasn't catering to WWE. So I I find it odd that because the top five women on the women's list are WWE superstars, you're mad, but you're not mad about the PWI men's list. They had Moxley top that list out. So I didn't have a problem with the list. I did have a problem with where some superstars were placed. Like I thought Tessa Blanchard was extremely high on that oh, list. Been Okay, like I said on the podcast, on We Love Wrestling's podcast, when we take away, you know, our personal feelings towards the wrestler, okay? We're being unbiased, and we're looking strictly at the criteria and their career in terms of the time frame they set. Tessa wasn't even there for majority of the time that they set. So she doesn't count, if you ask me. And... If you're going by just her winning the Impact World Championship, then it's unfair. That's an uneven slope for me. I don't like it. Yes. So my so. thought process on PWI is when you look at the men's list, the women that were on the men's list, those the criteria for them was the same criteria that the men had, but it was based on them facing men. So when you look at the women's list, in my mind, it should be them based off of facing women. Now, when we look at Tessa Blanchard, in the year of 2020, which is the majority of the time for the, the time criteria they have, she didn't really do much. She, majority of her mas- matches were facing men. Her record, her overall win-loss record, because that is part of the criteria, um, she won 10 matches, lost eight, and was a draw on one match. And then we didn't, we just didn't see her anymore. Um, if you look at her uh, 2019, the part of 2019 from October up to 2020, she obviously had more, um, she obviously had more matches. Her win-loss record wasn't bad. I will say that her win-loss record was good. But she didn't have that many women matches. She did have women matches, but a lot of her matches were like either a tag match with men or a one-on-one with men. Again, this is just my opinion. I feel like if you're going to rate the women on the men's list with them only facing men, then I feel like you need to do the same for the women's list because now you're looking at a different criteria and it's not fair to other people who don't have the same criteria. So to me, Tessa Blanchard, regardless, taking away what Well, from- our deal was, and we mentioned it on the We Love Wrestling, is that they had... Kylie Ray on the normal list and she was the highest ranked female on there mm-hmm. but she was at 19 on the women's list and there were also and then ahead of her two women that ranked higher than her that also intergender wrestled and 
I'm not sure if they were on the regular list, but they also entered gender wrestle as well. Yeah, so mm-hmm. from my knowledge, the, they were basing those women on the men's 500 just from the matches they had with men. Me, personally, I would have put her way above Tessa Blanchard on this list. I think she, to me, again, this is my opinion, I think she's better than Tessa Blanchard by all accounts. Um, if you look at the criteria as well, it talks about promotion and push. Only thing that really stands out for Tessa is she won that, that title on Impact. And me personally, that's what I think has gotten her to, what was she, number eight or nine? Was it eight? She's eight. Yeah, I think that's the only reason why she's at number eight when you have people um, like Kylie Ray who deserves to be higher than what she, I, I always look at the list wrong. She deserves to be in front of Tessa. To me, Tessa needs to be either between 90 and 100 or just not on that list at all. Damn. So I'm going to play devil's advocate because we're just doing wrestling style. Yeah. And I'm going to take out my bias. Um, Kylie Ray should be lower than what she is, in my opinion. Ooh. Um, she's good, but especially like the caliber of women that she's way before, like Ty Valkyrie. What is she, what was she tip? Like was she like in the thirties or something? Yep. Yeah. There's no reason when that whole criteria criteria real um year or whatever that they use. Quote unquote, Taya Valkyrie was still Impact Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. She is the longest reigning, she is still the longest reigning knockouts champion that they've had. Yeah. She has great matches. She has had great intergender matches. She's also um, fought for the Impact Men's Championship against Tessa. Mm hmm. Wait, so, I have a question. When you say lower, do you mean like closer to number one? No, like lower, <laughs> like lower, like, like lower. lower like she need to be beneath Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Taya Valkyrie's in the thirties. She definitely need to be in the thirties. Because like I don't yeah, get no, that. Yeah, no, she needs she needs to be in the thirties. I do not. When people agree go with. higher or lower, I'm like, so do you mean like they need to be lower on the list as if you're going towards number one and then higher mean goes towards the hundred? I always get that. No, confused. higher is up is going towards like number one. Okay, lower yeah, number one I, the is list. the best spot. So okay. if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna go like that, then when she says higher, she's like, okay, well they need to be up on the list in where the the single digits are. And if you're yeah. going to say, well, they need to be lower on the list, they need to be in the double and triple digits on the list. Okay. I, I just want to make that clear because I get confused between the higher and low. I don't know if I'm saying it right. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm... No, it's just okay. because yeah. the way it's ranked. Now, if, they, if they have the list, it's it's like number one is, is what's considered to be the best. So yeah. if somebody says, well, they need to be higher up on the list. It's like when you look at the list, you do look up on the list. You're looking yeah. upwards towards them so it's cool so i know some people would get it mixed up but that's how i look at the list yeah and that's i said on we love wrestling thing i says no shade that um kylie rakes i think she's doing good but there's no way in hell i think she's a better wrestler than um even faye jackson or ty ty they disrespect ty i don't know who doesn't like ty valkyrie over there but they, but she is always ranked absurdly low, in my opinion, every year for no reason. 
But yeah, no, I don't. I mean, as I said, no shade to Kylie Ray, but also she was like MIA for a good number of months. That is true. She was That's- she was MIA for what, like three, four months? Something yeah. like right after she left, like right after she left AEW. Yeah, she was MIA, and like, and there's no, and I'm not trying to like talk down on her because obviously there's like some things that she need to work out mentally and that's and I'm glad that she got that worked out but I'm going to play devil's advocate and Mm -hmm. if they're going to use that criteria to rank her so high on the men's and then her rank 19 but then have people who were above her ranked above her on the women's one and it's just I don't I don't agree I think she should be lower um but, I mean, it's whatever. But that's just my opinion. I think I think a lot of it, I'm going to sound like I don't like Kylie Ray, but I think a lot of it is hype, too. So I think people are just, like, so hyped to, like, have her wrestling and mm-hmm. have wrestling and stuff again. But, yeah, I no, I think she should have been lower. You can be a wrestler but not agree with, where they're placed at like i love mox but i'm not too thrilled that he was number one on the dudes or whatever i have to agree yeah. i think adam cole should have been number one on that list there yeah me no one in my that makes no fucking sense to me i said i was like i want someone i was like who had a better year than adam cole like literally i want someone to tell me mm-hmm. i don't know he, <laughs> he did absolutely amazing that he did that everything like, mm-hmm. yes. but you can't say yes. that or you'll be a wwe mark oh then that is just the truth though and i don't understand that I'm, I'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be dead set against everything in wwe but ignore the glaring issues with aew and praise everything else about wrestling when it's everything in wrestling is fucked up yeah like adam everybody Cole's, has some fucked up shit adam cole's win loss record better he was consistently on tv he was the champion he was there and wrestled all the time he had good Mm -hmm. great good great matches with people like he fit the whole criteria i don't understand how moxie was number one like adam cole should have been number one especially Uh out with the his injury again he was gone for like a good couple of months yeah I don't know, but I, I, a, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't at this point. I just don't. I just don't care. <laughs> I have to talk about this for like um thirty minutes with We Love Wrestling, which I didn't have an issue with it, but I had got it all out of my system. So I'm just like, if that's who you picked, I honestly didn't have a problem with the top five for um the women's list either. I thought Bailey definitely earned that number one spot i saw and, some people um, in your comments who had a problem with bailey being number one i oh. saw that too and i don't understand bailey bailey was well, the well, most besides consistent Becky Lynch, champion arguably had a better year and a better just transition of their old character to what they're doing now right hello y'all like i put in like i put I think- in this thing i was just like Bailey's number one because if you look at her win loss record, she had forty five matches. Out of those forty five matches, she's lost nine. 
The only time she lost her title was when she lost it to Charlotte and then she got it back a week later. She's been practically number one on the PWI list virtually every single week. She was, she's been the reigning champion that whole time in that time period. She's been consistently on TV all the time. Obviously, the push was there because she stayed champion. And when it comes to the, the match opponents, I'm going to leave that up to people's opinions. Because some people may like matches, some people may not like the matches. But out of everyone, she has been consistent. People were mad enough to say, well, Becky should have been number one. Becky hasn't, Becky was gone after WrestleMania. So she mm-hmm. was gone for a good, a good amount of time. That's why she's at number two. Oscar's yeah. at number three because she got the title a little bit late, but the girls did, still been working her ass off. Charlotte rounds yep. number four because she won the Royal Rumble. She was NXT champion. Even though she didn't have a lot of matches, she was still prominent on TV. Same with mm-hmm. Sasha. Still prominent on SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. Put on good matches. Like, she was consistently there. There was obviously a push going on. So I don't see what the issue was with the top five order that people were having. I thought yeah. a lot of people wanted Asuka to be higher. Well, rather wanted um, Sasha to be higher than Asuka and Charlotte. And I was like, at this point, all of them are in the top five, so it doesn't matter. I I just, you know, I just thought about this. It's either either coming up or it's already happened where Bailey turned heel. So it's almost been a year since she's won that title. And and y'all have heard my rant about the four horsewomen. But you know what? I'm just going to say this and then we can move on. Any woman who has worked this year during COVID, during pandemic, Look, I don't care where they rate y'all. Y'all are out here working, trying to perform for us, trying to give us some sort of normalcy. Big props to you. I don't need a fucking list to tell me who's on top. Y'all are out here putting on shows, trying to make everything normal as normal could possibly get. So I have to agree. Big ups to the women and the men for doing this. I don't need Dave Meltzer and PWI telling me who's the highest rank. Wow. Fuck that shit. At this point, that's it. it's a guide for you to be able to look up other wrestlers and to see what other people are talking about when it comes to wrestling. They don't bear any bearing on nobody's career or where they're going unless that is something that you hold in in high regard. But it's, it's all about who you like and who your favorite. So with that being said, let's move into some myths because it's a lot of Pino Sabatelli, a.k.a. the NXT reject, is accused <laughs> of being the, the mole that leaked AEW's info to the dirt sheet. Now, if y'all remember a while back, some of AEW's match card and the winners of that match card was being leaked before pay-per-views and shows, and they were trying to figure out who was telling all of AEW's business? Well, SpongeBob Jericho said that it was Pino Sabatelli. And how would Jericho? Ma'am, I don't know. <laughs> Is that just I don't get it. I don't get it. SpongeBob um, said he did it. You know, I believe. I would believe Jericho if you know he 
by the way, great coverage on him last week, ladies. You did a great job. I was I was like, yes, 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 the entire time in my car. Um, <laughs> Jericho just Jericho just needs to shut up. Like yeah. Like how that is a very accurate. Is if you knew Jer if you knew him, Christopher, and I call you that because that's what MJF is calling me now. If you knew that was Christopher, how is he getting it? If you knew him by first and last name. Hmm. Okay, I I I I'm, I'll 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 give Jericho. Let's play devil's advocate, like Nicole says. Let's let's be real, okay? So if Tino was the mole, he's telling everybody's business. Um. That means y'all got a lot of information floating around that shouldn't be floating around in your backstage area. Now, I'm not saying wrestlers shouldn't know the card, but an NXT reject, as you call him, shouldn't know all of that shit. That should be some stuff like it's a need-to-know basis to keep shit from like that from happening. So that means something ain't going on correctly in your backstage, which means y'all ain't got your shit together. No surprise. So you mad at him because he leaking information, but what you aren't doing is controlling your backstage area. So why is a reject? He should be very low on the pole. So let's let's go by your sentiment. If he's an NXT reject, there is no reason why he has privy he's privy to information that producers and executives would have information of, especially when he's not involved in the match. So the only people who should be aware of what's going on in that match are the two people who are in it, the people who produced the match, and the creative team, and the executives who approved it, right? So that's a line of people who should be aware. Anything else, that's outside of your, your, your rank of information. So why does this guy have so much information about your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm wrong, correct me. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. That means y'all don't have y'all shit tightened up backstage. And that means because they don't. That you, you specifically, you, Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Tony Khan are too busy licking ass and y'all not making sure your shit is in order. So who is at the top of the chain? Because there should be a pecking order here. Tony Khan needs to be at the top. If Rose is your next person in line, he needs to be next. The Young Bucks, and then it needs to be Kenny. And then you need to have executives that you report to. Y'all should have a whole fucking system going on. And it sounds to me, if this dude was able to leave NXT and come here and know all your inner workings and all your shit, then y'all got bigger problems than we thought. Mm-hmm. Which means at any given moment, your whole company can fall apart. Because you got too much information floating around and too many people know shit that shouldn't know. But that's just me. Because no one knows what's going on. I mean, they had that video leak of Brody and Moxley practicing for their match, too. But Tino Sabatelli was gone by then, right? Who? I don't know. Um, so a video when Brody Lee and Moxie had their match, there was a video that came out of them practicing in the ring. Okay. Well, whose fault is that? Higher security. Hmm. Hmm. 
look. Like they were trying to call, um, what did they call? A sloppy ship? Yeah. A, slop, a sloppy mm-hmm. shop or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it was brought up. Taz got a lot of money because he used to work for, for TNA. Yeah. It was, was funny though. Sloppy ships. When a Matt Hardy <laughs> whole thing, when the whole Matt Hardy thing happened, people were bringing up AEW being in a sloppy shot shop and he was just like he then turned it to he was in character and he was saying it was all within kayfabe or whatever no you weren't you're still he's still salty because he's mad that wwe did never called him back to go commentate again and i was like the only the oldest commentator they have is king and they bring him in only when they need to and that's like if someone's on vacation or something they don't even use him like that anymore the only they tell Jerry Lawler to show up is when they're in Memphis because he gets yeah. caught. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had him in during the early part of quarantine because it's like, shit, who else are we going to use? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll say this, and then I really, that's all I have to say about AEW, surprise, surprise. But um, y'all need to get your shit together. Y'all need to sit mm. down with your backstage people, whether that's wrestlers, techs, the intern, getting coffee, whoever. Y'all need to get your shit together. And if I was Tony Khan, I would be getting pissed because, yes, they are independent contractors. But you are representing AEW. If I was Tony Khan, I already know I'd be more in charge than Tony Khan because my balls are bigger than his. Um, I would tell Jericho, you need to shut the fuck up, stop engaging with everybody on Twitter, and stop spilling our shit that people don't need to know about. Like, I would be going off on him. I'd be like, why the fuck are you out here telling people's names? Because get this, if this guy didn't do it, he could just be like, hey, did you just accuse me of not doing something I didn't do? That's slander, boys and girls. And in some places, it's for that. So if I was Tony Khan, if I was Cody, if I was whoever, I'd tell Jericho, shut the fuck up on Twitter. You are, you don't own the company. Shut your fucking mouth. And take but they treat him like well, he owns the company. He's not going to do that. Because he's so entrapped by Jericho, he's not going to say shit to him. Exactly. You need someone who's not a fanboy. You need someone who has big balls or big tits or whatever you want to have, but big, big ass, whatever. And you need to go up to, you need to tell Tony, if Tony don't want to, let's do it. You need to hire somebody who can be like, snatch Jericho's phone away and be like, shut the fuck up. You can get this back later. Also, he should not drink. Um, He probably should step away from the bubbly because apparently that's why I also heard too, that he was wasted. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we do have some more um, AEW stuff, but I'm going to let Janae handle this one. This was the reference to Mira's work work visa issue. She's from the UK, um, so there's a work visa issue. So after, um, he also, from what I saw, because he had an interview with Sean Rothstadt from Fightful, he has done some stuff with Impact as well, I believe. Um, so after those matches he had on AEW, 
uh, WWE was making calls, Impact was making calls towards him, um, ROH was making calls towards him. Everybody wanted a piece of Ben Carter. He's he's a good wrestler. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. But there is this whole work visa issue. That's why he worked AEW for free. Um, so Miro, who's an AEW, who used to go by Rusev in WWE, decided to tell everybody on his Twitch stream that Ben Carter signed a WWE. But the way he said it was, he signed to the Dark Place, which he's referring to WWE. Um, which I think that sucks because that should have been something Ben Carter got to say on his own. So Miro um, was um, being messy. Yeah, he was being messy, <laughs> and he basically told everyone that um, Ben Carter signed to WWE, but instead of saying WWE, he said the Dark Place, which he's referring to WWE. That's a whole new different story about how I feel with AEW continuously taking shots at WWE. Uh, I was I was just like, Ben Carter, that should have been his thing to come out and say. He did post a video where uh, he was, he's been, play, he's been playing soccer for a better part of his life. And um, on the video when he was younger, he did say he wanted to do, he wanted to be in the WWE. A lot of people were upset that he signed with the WWE and not AEW. What a lot of people don't realize is he is from the UK. Uh, there is a work visa thing. So it, he would still have to get a work visa and it would take some time before he can get signed to AEW and actually get paid to work. If he signed to the W with uh, NXT UK, he's already based out there. So he'll still get the training. Um, he'll get to be on TV. So he'll get paid. And maybe Nicole could um, verify this for me because I'm not sure. Are they still allowed to work outside uh, places outside of NXT UK? Don't okay. I have a problem with just all of this. Um, my main problem so I have a problem with how fans were attacking him about about there's being really shitty about it. I should be happy regardless of where he gets signed at. Like, it's so dumb. Just be happy for regardless. Um, a second thing is Miro. What made you think that that's okay for you to release that type of information about someone? What authority do you have to do that to, to, to someone? Because he's a piece of shit. But that's why WWE also was cracking down on them using third-party um, platforms because of shit like that. Yeah, and a lot of people, they, yeah, they were upset. They, they, were, they were upset. But, I mean, if you think about it, in my mind, him signing to NXT UK, again, he doesn't need a visa. He can immediately start getting paid. He can start having matches. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think NXT UK allows the wrestlers to wrestle in other indie promotions. So he can still wrestle. And select indie po- promotions, not yeah. all of them. They, um, yeah, I think it's people they partner with. Yeah. You can go to. Um, yeah, it wasn't I, I mean, to okay, me, I, I think he should just He's a wrestler. He's gonna re- he's gonna go where he's comfortable. And right now with COVID, things are very very strict. And coming to the states is strict. The UK has restrictions there, and there are restrictions yeah. here. So that is and also something you have to consider. And look how bloated um, NXT's um, not NXT. Look how bloated. Well, they are bloated. 
um, yeah. which is a WWE's roster in general. But look how bloated AEW's roster is becoming, and no one wants to talk about that. They have all Back. those fucking wrestlers, and no one's on TV. So they decide to make dark way too long, and it's terrible now. All it we is- have 16 matches on dark on Tuesday. That is way too many. They don't even have what? that many matches on um fucking Raw. Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't I don't understand but yeah I have like a huge problem with Miro because that's like that's literally taking someone's shine that's taking someone's moment from them mm-hmm. he's just being petty though but that if you want to be petty be petty towards WWE in general don't do that to someone what did, what did Ben yeah what did he do to him did he fuck Lana Ugh. Hmm. And I didn't see enough people, like, calling him out about that. And I really felt some way about that part. I was like, what? And I don't know if Ben Carp, I would have called him. I would cuss his ass the fuck out. Me too. Like, they were more mad upset that he signed to NXT UK than Miro putting his shit out there. Like, what if there was a a special occasion or there was a way he wanted to do it? Miro just, like, outed it. And then he threw shade at WWE. It was like... Well, damn. At some point, at some point, I need for Miro to pull it together. Uh, you gotta be an adult, okay? Because you acting like a big ass baby, and I, I get, I don't negate his issues with WWE. I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to be upset, but at this point, you are a public figure, and you have a you're doing a disservice, number one, to yourself and to the company that you work for by constantly acting as if you were the biggest commodity and the biggest loss that WWE has ever suffered. No, so yes, WWE lost something when they did not negotiate with you to keep you there because I believe you were worthy of being there and I think you were a great athlete. I have nothing against you. Where I have an issue with you is that you keep bringing your personal shit into your stereo storylines on TV, into your Twitch, and at this point, I'm fucking over it. it. You've signed with a whole new company. You're wrestling on television. They're giving you a whole fucking storyline that don't make no sense, but whatever works for you, go off, son. You feel me? Why are you fucking shit up for somebody else? If I did that shit to you, you'd be pissed off. It's a disrespect for me. That's yeah, all I'm he saying. just completely disrespected him, and for what? Like, literally, it's what did he do for you to disrespect him like that? Well, and I beat your ass. Like, I straight up, like, what if, what if WWE had a plan in NXT UK to debut him? Like, if it was supposed to be big, now, it could still happen. Not saying it can't happen, but you killed the momentum of what it could be. Now they might have to hold off and wait to do what they wanted to do because yeah. you being petty on your Twitch you like need to focus on that fucking game you was playing. That's what you need to be doing. And what? the one thing, and I'll move on for them so I feel like you keep talking about, like keep rambling. And one thing that also, it's like you're, you messed up a fellow wrestler's momentum. That is disgusting. And that's like some back in the day Hulk Hogan type of shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, that he used to do shit like that. No, 
I know he And did. I was like, what year is this? It was, it's just disrespectful, Sam. It's disrespectful. I'd, I'd be his fucking ass. And also, Not Ben Carter's all Black and Brave. So, like, why are people so shocked? Yeah, Seth Rollins trained him. So, let it go. No, I, I want to say something real quick. You fucked up a big moment in someone's life. That is really shitty, and it shows that you have the obsessive ex-girlfriend where you think you're over them, but you can't shut up talking about it. Well, you're right about that. Not to mention, bruh, every time you open your mouth, <laughs> they so, put a lot of through a table every time. <laughs> but think about this. So not only are you, did you fuck up something for Ben Carter, and you know what? Even now when he does premiere, I'm going to be like the loudest fucking cheering person for him because I want him. I want him to do better than Nero ever will. That I I, I run on spite. I want him to succeed. But you're also fucking this up for the company that your wife still works at. She's being punished. I'm sorry, because there's got to be a connection. She's being punished for you talking shit. Like when Moxley left, he did one interview about how he was unhappy in WWE. He opened up about some stuff. And then guess what? After he had the first couple of interviews, after re-emerging in AEW, he didn't say shit about it. Because you know why? He let, When he left, he made sure that anything he did wouldn't fuck up Renee's career there in the WWE. Because he said, I would never do anything to affect my wife's career. I'm not there. But she loves being there, and I don't want to mess that up for her. So you keep wow. talking about a company that your wife works for, and you guys were okay when you were signed, but you weren't being used. So you go on TikTok or YouTube or Twitter <sighs> and air your frustrations out. You finally get what you want. You got released. They kept Lana, but... You are putting your wife in a situation, and you know, wife, boyfriend, whatever, okay? In real world, I'm not talking about wrestling. If your significant other was going on social media or whatever and talking shit about the company you worked for with people knowing they have a relationship with somebody, wouldn't you think that they would have consequences in the end, too? Or is that just me? I would like to think that WWE not be that petty. <laughs> but I've seen it I've seen them be petty before. But I would yeah. like to think that they, they wouldn't do that. Like it just that Like I, what if Lana's championship opportunity randomly gets rescheduled or disappears? Right. I'm not saying that they do that, but what if they did do that? Because your husband keeps running off at the mouth. Then exactly. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you kind of messed up. Like, you got to chill, bro. Like, that's the best way to explain it. Like, focus on what you're doing in AEW already. Like, I, I find it so odd that y'all go to AEW, and AEW is everything. They Now they're the greatest company in the world. When not um, four months ago, you was championing WWE. So I'm just... I don't know. 
I just I feel like if you're gonna do all of this, then at least keep it real. Like, cause Matt Cordova was over there at AEW, and I ain't seen him since he came out there to help Cody that last time. I I haven't. That's what I was gonna say. You have wrestlers in WWE that have relationships with wrestlers in AEW. Peyton Royce is married to Sean Spears. Big Swole's married to Cedric Alexander. Like, it's so mm-hmm. funny to see Cedric come out, and you can tell Big Swole's watching Raw, because every time he comes out, he's just, she's just like, yeah, baby, wait till you get home. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and I'd be like, Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, she she hypes him up. And you Not never with that get- little preacher boy suit he'd be wearing every week. I don't know. <laughs> like know, a little kid. But you know she hypes him up, and she's just she never says anything by name. But she's like, mm, my man's fine. Are you watching him right now? Like it, it's funny. And but like Peyton Royce and Sean Spears don't do anything. And of course the big one is Britt Baker and Adam Cole. And I mean they they never say shit about any of the other person's company. So nope. why, why does Miro take it upon himself to? to uh, fuck up all his wife's chances there in WWE if he don't shut his mouth. he's bitter. He, he bitter. He's bitter like he jerk. Bitter. Half the guys and at this point, it's like you shouldn't be. I can see if you was at home and you hadn't got signed with nobody, but you you got a contract and you're on TV. Like, you leapfrog superstars who are already there. Mm-hmm. And you're in a program with Kip Sabian and on TV. Like that should be your focus, making sure you put out the best content, exactly. not fucking up somebody else's bag. Like let Ben Carter live his life and you live yours. Because I tell you right now, if that was me, I'd be on a flight to whoop your ass straight oh, yeah. up. Because you fucking up my money. I got a family too. So if I come out there and tell everybody you had a little dick, you'd be mad about that shit. So like, mind your fucking business. Mind the business that pays you. Is the point. My checks don't pay your rent, so don't don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Furthermore, that's another issue. He should not know that. I I don't understand why he's aware of that. Why why does he know that? I was just thinking that, like, how the fuck did he know that? Unless he's got someone in AE or WWE that's still talking to him and telling him all this shit that's going on. He's just, well, he, I'm very slowly losing respect for him, if that makes sense. And now, with like, this with him coming out, like, you just fucked up someone's money, and, like, that's not cool, man. Like, you're you're a douchebag for doing that. All right. Let's go to Ring of Honor. They're supposed to be in this revamp phase. Now, according to the info that Janae sent, because she always send all the info. Okay? Yes. Anyway, um, apparently they're supposed to be planning a big program revamp, and they're supposed to have, um, they've been talking to the superstars and telling them they're trying to rejuvenate the brand from top to bottom. They said this, this includes the women's division. Um, they also have been, you know, consorting with the superstars on taking ideas on what they can do to make things better 
but they, they also said they don't have any update on Marty Scroll's status with Ring of Honor as of right now. So, what do you guys think about Ring of Honor's reemergence? I have no say in it because trash. They need. Um, I mean, they need it. Yeah, I haven't watched Ring of Honor like that, so I I really don't have to say. I mean, if if they need to like rebrand them wholesale and like kind of do like a a one eighty to kind of like make them a better company, I mean, I'm all mm-hmm. for it. So I think you said I can't remember Grisham or something. Um, mm-hmm. he's doing some stuff backstage, which. I think it's fine. They need to start getting that women's division up and running and something. I do know they had a tournament recently. Um, I forgot what it was called, but there was some kind of tournament. A pure but, tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if they, whatever they can do to like get this dark cloud from under, from over them, I mean, I'm all for it. But right now, ROH is, you know, being our Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, the way I see it is, if you're gonna keep Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal and Marty Scroll, then there's no sense in rebranding. So, are they actually gonna keep them? I don't know. They haven't said anything about Jay Lethal, but they haven't said they're gonna get rid of him. And Marty Scroll is still in limbo. So, if you haven't made a well, decision, well, that's a whole. They need that's that's a lot that they need to figure out. So, exactly. I understand that taking long, but you could just fire Jay Lethal. But Marty Scrawl, yeah, you got to call some lawyers. Well, Jay Lethal's been accused of sexual assault by not just one woman, by several women in their locker room and outside of the um, of Rick of Honor. So this is not an isolated situation. This has happened more than once, and he's just a pit. So if you're going to keep his ass there, his non-talking ass, you're going to keep his ass there, there ain't no fucking sense in you revamping. You might as well shut the fuck down right now. Because I can say right now, I'm not going to watch it. I don't give a damn how great your women's division is. I'm I'm not doing that. No. Because this is not, it's not like one incident where he made a mistake and he's admitted to it. He's flat out denying that he did this. And these women have detailed accounts. If you don't Uh-oh. get rid of you need to get rid of the problematic people. And this goes for everybody across the board. Yeah. Get rid of your problematic people. Because when crowds do come back in full swing. Oh, they're going to they say something. <laughs> useless. I know me and Nicole are going to get kicked out of an NXT event because we're going to be chanting pedo like Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And Austin Theory. No, I got. I'm trying to apply there, so we gotta hold off on a sec. Now we gotta get into the real, the fuck, the fucked up mess. Okay, so let's start off with the stuff that people can can get rid of. So Matt Riddle's wife got busted earlier this week for having a burner account, attacking, well, attacking fans for voicing their opinion about her husband. She went racial with Mm. the attacks. And just flat out disrespectful. Now, <clears throat> I usually let people live their best life. But when you step out of line and attack somebody 
on something that they can't control, then mother has to come at your neck. Uh-oh. So now, now you're going to have to get cut. Now, I've said this many times before, but you can't be built like a surfboard and talking about somebody else, okay? You you don't have much of an ass either, ma'am. What ass? You're not even close. You're not even close. When you looking at the likes of Bianca Belair and Naomi, and then you stand next to them, well, you and that rosacea you keep on your face don't really stand a chance. So as far as I'm concerned, you need to be worrying about keeping your man from fucking bitches, okay? Rather than being online cussing people out because you don't like what they're saying about your dirty dick husband. Because from what I hear, he ain't just dirty with the women either. He likes to spread the love, which if he's bisexual, then so be it. Everybody's allowed to be who be what they want to be and be with who they want to be with. But if you're committed to somebody else, it's quite fucked up for you to be fucking a man and a woman. You can't you can't get all you need from your wife, which means you're not doing your job. So you have to go around to everybody. Facts. I mean, let's keep it real. You got a coochie and an ass, so he shouldn't have to go to the man to get no booty when he could just get it from you. Or go find another lady. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you got the coochie, but he keep going to get it from another bitch, and then you got asshole, which you know you can pretty much use that too. But he going to a man to get that, so that means that you not doing your job. Which brings up the question I asked earlier, because I already got my anger out about Matt Riddle's wife. Just honestly, fuck her. She's a piece of shit. They're all they're all pieces of shit. Honestly, who's uh, watching those kids? <laughs> probably a nanny that he's fucking oh my god my god but so <laughs> this kind of fits into the whole Miro thing um when on social media if like your spouse was in wrestling AEW ring of honor impact whatever and you start going off like a damn idiot and you get caught doing especially the offense that Lisa of course, she's a fucking Lisa. Um, they're like Lady Karens. Um, so at what point do, when your significant other does some bullshit like this on social media, when does that come back and bite the other person in the ass? Well, I, I heard that Rollins ass said he ain't want to work with Matt Riddle at all. He said, I have no... That's the interest in wrestling, Matt Riddle. I don't want to work with him. And that's bad when one of your top tier guys don't want anything to do with this asshole. He was dead serious, too, which was funny. Yep. Yep. They moved him to Raw, which they could have very well kept Riddle on SmackDown. They didn't have to move him, but they moved him to Raw. Should have moved him in the trash. Look, your wife is out here tripping. And then on top of that, you're being accused of sexual assault, but your wife is running around. The first issue with your wife was her attacking the female superstars that was the top stars at this moment. 
tell him the body shaming him and shit. Tell him they need to come train with her and all this bullshit. Then she was still doing problematic shit when the stuff came out about you fucking around with these with with multiple people, both male and female alike. And it's just like enough is enough. Like I don't know what WWE can do technically because she does not work for them. That's like them trying to curb Rebby Hardy when she was saying the shit she was saying. You know what I'm saying? So as far as I'm concerned, you 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 just need to control your bitch. Like that's the only thing. Oh Jesus. You need to control your bitch. They need to control each other. The kids need to put them on timeout. That's what she acts like. Anytime you can go on social media and say, you are an attention-seeking core-ass bitch Uh with your messy, ugly ass. You need to have surgery on that ugly-ass nose of yours. Violation number one, bitch, because yours definitely is bigger than your husband's and that bitch you fucking. Um, she says she says fucked up makeup need to get your right color instead of using getting white girl colors big banana nose hold up well since you talk about makeup let's talk about makeup I seen some of your pictures that Matt Riddle posted on your insta on his Instagram and on his Twitter and your makeup wasn't tight either like your natural skin tone was showing through your makeup which means you were streaky as hell when you put it on. You used the brush, and you clearly don't know how to blend your, your foundation so that it fits on your face. That's that's problem number one. Number two, you was wearing a tight dress that was shapely, and you don't have no shape. You are literally straight up and down. There's no shape to you at all. So you pretty much, y'all look like y'all was of the same caliber and of the same family. You just, I, I don't. I don't see the appeal of you, but if he loves you, whatever. You know, if you want to talk about people wearing the right skin color, well, let's break it down. Black girls have enough problem as it is wearing foundation, okay? And there is a such thing as hyperpigmentation. That means that there's a discoloration in the skin. Most of the time it happens on black girls in our neck area. Our necks might be darker than our face and our chest, okay? So sometimes when you wear foundation, you will either match your foundation to your neck or you match it to your face. It's totally up to you. It's at your discretion. So since you don't know that and you decided to have a microaggression on Twitter, when you don't know and you run in your mouth, you're going to get your ass blasted. When you can make sure your makeup is set and straight and all that redness you got in your skin isn't peeking through, all your freckles and stuff isn't peeking through, and you're not looking like a man with foundation on, then you can tell somebody else how to wear their shit. Get her. That's all I'm saying. Since we all adults, but you wanted to act like you was 15 on Twitter and going after these people for talking about your husband when the, what you should have been doing is checking your man. Because your man is out here spreading around his dick like he ain't got no damn restrictions. About to fuck up his bag at the, at the same time and lose his whole life because he wanted to fuck with this bitch. But you're not worried about that. You're only worried about making sure these people not talking about your man. It's some, he has like offset community dick. Ooh, not even good dick. 
Just saying. You you need to be worrying about protecting your bag. Because you could be on the verge of getting fired. I mean, y'all in court, the court is saying that you lying, that he lying in court about it. It don't look good. It don't look good on him, and it don't look good on you, but all you worried about is attacking these kids and these these adults on Twitter who don't like the fact that he's being accused of sexual assault, which is a valid reason for them to voice their opinion. I told the I told you guys this, and I'll I'll I could go off on that real wide, but I don't want to give that hoe any more time to give my night. Like you, you're gonna sit there and say that the WWE, some of the most beautiful women on TV right now, need to come to your little ass having bitch ass caring personality bullshit whatever you have. And that they- so today's IQ question or our interlude question is, what do you guys think about these topics that we've heard? Now, there's a lot going on last week with wrestling and just the people in wrestling as a whole. The wrestling community is always in the midst of some drama, honey. And for once, the drama was pretty much focused on certain aspects. We bounced around here and there with different topics. It wasn't just a massive problem. It's many issues in the wrestling community. More specifically, the sexual assault situation happening in the community that is being exposed. It's very, very, very sad. And the situation with Logan Stunt is very troubling. And Brian Pillman Jr. being an enabler for him is very troubling, which means that this has happened more than once and people have either glazed over the issue or pretended as if it hasn't happened to further advance someone's career. And we here at Down for the Count, we ain't about that life. We want everyone to feel protected when they are out at shows or even just, you know, enjoying the product. If you're a gear maker, if you're a wrestler, if you're a fan and you ever feel sexual assaulted, do not hide. Do not act as if it is your fault because you are not to blame for anybody else's disgusting behavior. Please, please, please make sure you tell someone. Don't go to a show alone. Go in groups. Protect yourself. I will tell you exactly what I think you should do, but I think you should listen to that in the podcast. But always, always protect yourself. Okay. with that being said, let's see what you guys think. Make sure you listen to this entire podcast and really give me a detailed answer of what you think of today's topics, all the way from John Cena getting married to Sonya Deville still having to deal with this horrible, horrible stalking situation to Willow Spray and the blackballing situation with um, Polly to um the sexual assault with Logan Stunt and Brian Pillman Jr. enabling his behavior, Mia Yim owning her trademark, and WWE truly having to have permission from Mia to actually use her trademark, as well as various other trademarks they've tried to file and haven't been able to due to the fact that these people, uh, those are these people's real names. Um, AEW is possibly adding a third hour of programming, and AEW is cherry-picking data to make it appear as though their ratings are greater than others in the, in the, in the UK, and they also do this in the US as well. Um, and we also have another situation with Matt Riddle's wife having a burner account just so she can attack, bully, and, you know, really 
get underneath people's skin that are not a fan of her husband and have attacked her husband due to his egregious behavior against her more specifically and how he's acted as of lately when it comes to this woman accusing him of sexual assault and proving that they had a relationship together there's so much to unpack here and the only way you'll be able to do it is if you listen to down for the count so make sure you finish listening to the episode make sure you guys comment in the comment section of our podcast for this post as well as if you want to give you have your voice heard voice notes are always available on anchor so thank you for listening to the iq i didn't want to take up too much of your time but make sure you guys comment and you guys roll with us we want to hear what you got to say man you're our fam and we want to hear you comment and maybe we'll even include some of your stuff in our next podcast so until then i hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show and i'll see you guys in there need to train you it's worried about your husband catching an std and passing it to you Oh, I'm going to get Yeah, we finally got by somebody. Yay. <laughs> well, since we talking about fucked up people, IWL came out and said that they did not blackball Polly because of Will Ospreay. Apparently, he was falsely accused of the blackballing. And it was not within his power. He didn't use his power to blackball Polly. Now, when I saw this information from Janae, I was looking at it and I'm like, I'm so confused as to what is going on here. But apparently it was the person who um, at the time was the booker or the producer of the show that blackballed her. And they just ran with the story of it being Will Ospreay that did it. So everybody was attacking him, and now everybody's like, well, y'all was going at him when he wasn't the reason. And I'm like, didn't he do something to the girl? She, uh, one of his friends did, and then he said it was of, one of his like, friends. Yeah. So one of his friends assaulted her, and they say that the, the story was one of his friends assaulted her and that he was protecting the friend. Yes, because he didn't believe because I was like, that's like, that was like one of his best friends. And he didn't believe he did it. So he was protecting his friend. But they're saying that Will didn't have anything to do with her not being booked anymore. And it was really, to make sure I get the information right. Janae, do you remember who it was that they said it was? Um, So I believe his name is Gary, who is like a co-owner of... Uh, res something it's like it's a, a res really, pro res yeah. pro they own like a building or something that they have a lot of um shows in supposedly gary was one of the people that also helped train will so there was a relationship there um so when this all came out iwl was going to book Polly, um but gary went and told i think the owner of IWL, a part owner, is Ruben. So Gary went and told Ruben that they needed to unbook Polly or they were just going to cancel IWL's like whole show and they were going to lose the venue. Um, and so Gary just went, Gary threw Will's name in there saying it was like a Will thing, even though rumor has it that Will had nothing to do with it. Gary just used the name. So then IWL was like, oh, okay. So that's when they had that Twitter post that was like, fuck Will Ospreay. 
Um, and then there was another guy, I can't remember his name. Um, he finally he came out and said it wasn't Will. It was Gary. IWL came out and said, now looking back at it, now that we have more information, we don't think that was um, like the story either. And then Polly um, responded with, well, you tell me the story because you basically told me it was Will that had me basically removed from the card. Someone's lying. I think IWL is starting, is trying to cover their ass. That's what I think. Maybe y'all should just start believing the women who tell y'all that they being sexually assaulted and not be so concerned about who is on whose card and who knows who and all this shit, because it wouldn't be that difficult. That man wasn't Will Ospreay that assaulted that girl. So I don't understand why he had to be involved in this in the first fucking place. So why did you why did you even include him? He shouldn't have even been considered. If he had a match on the card, okay, whatever. He ain't got the rest of her. So just ridiculous. Someone someone's fucking lying. That's, and it's weird because it's like it's hard you like I don't know, like you can't tell. There's so much going on. Yeah, so IWL is basically saying, well, this is what we thought happened. We're not so sure that might be the case now. There was, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was another guy that said that Gary admitted that it was him, that Will had nothing to do with it. Will's name was in there, and they just ran with it. Um, So it's just kind of like, Somebody's lying to Polly. Like, out of everything, she needs to know the truth. Like, who did it? Yeah. Exactly. More for Pollyanna's sake than anything. All right. Well, I hope she gets the truth, but whichever one of y'all did the shit, y'all ain't shit. Like, that's the only way I can clear this up, is y'all ain't shit. Now, if y'all remember the story about Sonya Deville and her stalker, it um it's got some new information. So apparently this dickwad is still trying to mess with her. He has been having his mail sent to her address. While he's in prison, his mail is being sent to her. She, she's gonna have to move. Now, um the stalker he did get charged with aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, attempted armed kidnapping, and criminal mischief. His bail was set at two million, and he has two court dates set. He has one for November twelfth to extend the protection order for Sonya Deville, and then he has one on December fifteenth for the hearing of their actual case. Now he was in court virtually, and I think they're going to continue to do it that way. Um, I just want that girl to have some peace. That is very, very, very scary. And I really, really hope that she has some peace sometime soon. I think they need to up these stalker laws because sometimes you see people go to jail for stalking and they only go to jail for like two, three years to get out and they right back to doing what they was doing previously. So this takes a mental toll on people. It changes people. 
And I think they should definitely up the, the maximum time for you to go to jail when you could have killed somebody, attempted kidnapping and all that shit. Like, he need to go to jail for a long fucking time. He really does. She, she's going to need to Also, she has a new girlfriend. That's a little positive antidote. Yeah, I saw that, too. I was like, good for you. You got a new girlfriend? What happened to the old girlfriend? She, they've been broke up, but uh, they were like quiet about it. Oh, no, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't, I didn't really like her. Too much. I didn't like her either. I thought I she was like a clout too. chaser. So, I hope Sonia, you know, gets herself, gets some help, and, and really gets some help to be able to cope and deal with it because that is very, very taxing on your mental. And um, when she's ready to come back, I hope she gets the fullest push she can, they can give somebody. Cause Sonya deserved it, and she gave SmackDown some real good gems for a couple weeks when she was there. So she was reading girls. Oh, she was reading bitches left and right. It was great. She read yeah. the fuck out of Mandy numerous times. Oh Mandy, oh Mandy, her read her so bad the help her head got a haircut, just tore up her head. Lord have mercy. Yeah, it was a. It was like well, they, we know Sonya ain't here, but she read the fuck out of you so bad. We gotta move you to Raw. We gotta, you gotta go. Right. <laughs> so me and him she pulled the boss move me and him decided to trademark her ring name and WWE cannot touch it without her written consent so there are a number of superstars that WWE has been trying to trademark now some of them use variations of their real name and some of them use their actual real name as their ring name so, WWE tries to trademark it, and the trademark office goes, uh-uh, you can't do that. You need to have express written consent of the name that you're trying to trademark. So, of course, me and Yim done, and was like, oh, no, you're not going to own my property. Me and Yim owns the trademark for her name, and in order for WWE to use it, they're going to have to negotiate with her on her terms. What do you guys think? I mean, Mia's smart. These new kids is learning. I agree. It's a power move, and I fucking love it. Pretty much. WWE keeps trying to come up with new ways to keep making money off the backs of the superstars, but they're not really paying them the money that they could be paying them. And at this point, you need to own everything that you came into this company with. Now, I can understand them owning the name that they gave you. But if you came up with your name, the concept, your style, your look, and everything, and then WWE goes and trademarks it, then we got problems. So I'm fine with me again having that trademark. In fact, I thought it was hella ingenious, and she now put herself in a position where she has the power, and they have to ask her. I mean, that's. I think that's a very smart idea. I think they need to start trademarking a lot of things, again, using as leverage. For an example, Sasha Banks is smart. She literally just had a contest where you get this huge-ass poster of Sasha Banks that's autographed. She didn't sign it, Sasha Banks. She, she autographed it, Mercedes KZ. That's her so, she, that's her name. So, like, it's on video of her signing it. You can clearly see her sign Mercedes K and V. So that whole promotion sponsorship, whatever she got paid for, all that money will go to her because 
she signed it under her real given birth name. And WWE can like, well, you signed a Sasha Banks poster. Well, I signed it under my real name. So it really has nothing to do with you. So a lot of these stars that are, are a lot bigger stars, they, they can have a little bit of an easier way out. Like Sasha Banks was going to sell and get money regardless, even if she was Mercedes KV. I like the route Mia Yim is going because once she starts to up her stock a little bit and become a lot more bigger, and she owns Medium. She can sign things over as Medium. Like a lot of her, um, like her YouTube, yeah, her YouTube is under her birth initial name. But if she can get that trademark, I think she filed it a week ago or something. If she can get a hold of that trademark, she can change all that back to Medium because the WWE can't own it. And what was interesting to me when I had, when I sent you guys that article was the fact that it doesn't matter. Um, like they can trademark it, but I found out they still have to get that wrestler to sign it over. Yes, so, and I didn't know that. I just thought it was like, oh, WWE trade came up and they trademark it's fine. No, it doesn't matter. No. Come up with the name the whole nine, and they still have to sign it over, which tells me a lot of wrestlers signed over that those trademark names. So, if you're a wrestler out there and you want to go into the WWE, trademark your name right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in case you get to the WWE, and let's say they give you a new name and you're fine or whatever for it, but once you leave, you still have that other name trademark. Trademark your shit. If they give you a new name and you're like, I know I'm going to be a big star here, then make them pay you what they owe you. You're not, the name means nothing without you attached to it. So don't give them all of that power over you like that. Don't do that. If you're going to go into WWE and you have to sign, you'd be like, well, I need a better contract negotiated under this name. I'm not going to go under this name. And then you guys get to make all the money off of me. They already don't want to pay for y'all to do shit now. Right. So Mm -hmm. at at the bare minimum, pay you what they owe you, period. Pay me. So, and I'm thinking in the near future we're gonna start seeing a lot more uh, news come out with certain wrestlers trademarking their name. I don't blame them, especially bigger indie stars. Yeah. No way they're gonna go into a company and not have the ownership of their likeness. Exactly. <laughs> if I'm a if I'm a big indie star and you trying to sign me. Oh, you ain't. I ain't signing my name over to you at all. Never. No. So we got a few more things to go. AEW is adding the third hour of programming. Now, according to what I saw, the programming is supposed to be separate from AEW Dynamite, but it is supposed to show, showcase matches and for further storylines, but it won't be a third hour of Dynamite. And it's supposed to be shown on a different day, is from what I read. Say no, no. Get go go take care of dark. Put dark back to an hour. No, please. Get your shit together. I'm I'm tired of AEW. Well, get your get your shit. You need to work, and it's any company because I I'm running out of time here. But it's not any. It's not. It's every place when you start something small. Yes, we all want to run and do the big picture thing, la-di-la-di-da. 
but you have to think about, yeah, you've been around for a year, but WWE was around for, or Raw was around for how long before SmackDown was even a thought? That's true. I think, what was it, maybe 15 years? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. It was a while. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you want to come out with three hours of programming. So what does that mean? We're just going to see Kenny and Cody and Adam. No offense to Adam, but I'm tired of seeing him and the young bucks come out. And then you're just going to put matches in between of people and you're going to be the main focus of that show too. Like get the fuck out of here. I would hope that they would. I mean, I'll say this and then we can, we can move on to the last two topics. Um, all I want for AEW is to make sure they have some structure. Now, I know we give WWE a lot of shit for the way that they do things, but at least you can say there is structure in their shows and how it's supposed to go for majority of their shows. Now, we know Raw is, is not in its best stages right now, but even in Raw, there is some structure. There's an ABC type of thing going on. AEW just bounces all over the place, just shove people in where they think they should go, and they're very quick to start feuds and end them and start and end them. They don't give things time to develop unless it involves somebody that means something to them. So I I just want to be able to be entertained, but I want the entertainment to to have a start, a beginning, and then a, a middle, and then a finish. I want it to be to have some type of structure to it. It has to fit into a construct, and it doesn't. So them adding the third show just seems chaotic to me. I wonder what Dave's going to be on. Monday. Oh, jeez. I'm calling it now. That's what I was thinking. Like, are they going to try to go head-to-head with Raw, or are they going to make it a Saturday thing? I think they should put it on Saturday, because I used to like, what was the Saturday Night Heat? Sunday night. Mm-hmm. What was on Saturday? In your house? Was that in your house? No, Shocking no, that's Saturday a pay per view. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what was it? It was something. It was like Saturday night Saturday. something, and I used Shotgun. to really like it. Shotgun Saturday night. Yes. It come on at like two a.m. in the morning, and it's like the stuff we can't show on regular yeah. TV. Yeah, that's it was. Shit. Wow. I haven't thought about that in years. I'm old. Shut up. Like, it wouldn't surprise me that if they were going to try to pick a day to go up against a WWE product, that it would be Monday Night Raw. I don't think they would try to go up against uh, SmackDown, only if they were just trying to take away some viewers of SmackDown. But I think they would go up against um, Monday Night Raw. But for me, it has to be something different outside of dynamite and outside of dark if you basically put on monday another dark and then tuesday have dark that's only on youtube like you're not you're not really giving me anything i don't know now we got some some really fucked up shit to talk about so i'm just giving you a pre-warning the trigger warning people who've been sexually assaulted you're gonna hear some things about accusers and abusers as well as enablers just giving you a warning so let's start with 
Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan is filing a lawsuit against Impact for breach of contract. Now, I don't remember if we talked about this or not, but I'm confused as to why he's filing the, the contract. The contract, well, the breach of contract lawsuit he's filing is for $10 million. I know why. And I'm just like... He's trying, basically what he's trying to say is that he was wrongfully terminated from Impact because he was in the middle of a storyline with Rob Van Dam and his plastic surgery experiment girlfriend. Um, yeah, her. Um, that they were basically in the middle of a storyline and when all this, when the speaking out uh, broke out, he was fired. So basically he's trying to say he was wrongfully terminated and he's seeking financial yes. Okay. Um what's wrong? The the question is You know my favorite. No, um so I always forget Dolph Ziggler's brother um also wrestles. And he was just dragging. Oh, that was so great. Oh, it was so funny. And he was like, for someone who always used to talk about how much fucking money they make on indies, you sure are suing a lot of fucking people for a lot of money. And he was just going off and just called him a dirtbag. And it was just hilarious. Um, legally, do he have grounds to file this lawsuit? No. Hmm. Because it goes under, um, they can put it under misconduct. Um, yep. If it's going to affect, the, if it's going to affect the company for what he did, that yeah, it falls under that. Now I wonder how his contract is structured, or how contracts are structured in general. Because I would say they would have a clause in that contract that will protect them from this kind of shit. Now, if that's not the case, and Joey Ryan has a damn case, I'm I'm hoping he don't. I'm hoping that he just gets shut down and they don't pay out no settlement. They don't do nothing. And he just goes back into his hole. So. You need to go somewhere. He needs to suck off. Well, we got more shit, and then we gonna be out, okay? So, there are still people being sexually assaulted in wrestling. Logan Stunt sexually assaulted a gear maker at one of the shows. And Brian Pillman Jr. is involved in this. Now, not on the ends of the assault. But more on the end of him being an enabler. So I don't want to give any false information. And I know that Nicole and Janae have information on this. So one of you guys can roll with this. And I'll just give my opinion. Um, do you want to take this one, Nicole? Because I feel like you probably know more than I do. Okay. So where you guys want me to start off with? Logan Stunt. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so 
Over so over GCW weekend, um, I can't remember her name right now, but um, Nyla Rose's partner, um, who was um also her ring gear designer, a really prominent ring gear designer, um, was talking about how an, another fellow ring gear designer was assaulted by a wrestler and how obviously obviously it shouldn't happen journal shouldn't happen with the speaking movement that just happened not too long ago and then everything else that's going on and so no one really like went into it but then um the woman confirmed then a woman came out and confirmed that it was that it was her that it happened to and then she thanked um a few individuals for help helping her cope through the weekend one of them was faye jackson um darnell who ha who's also the um had um had booker for uncanny uncanny interactions and um a few other people so he basically so the the story for the ring designer not ring gear and i don't remember her name sorry but she was waiting on a wrestler she made gear for was answering call her call so she's like whatever i'll just chill out um and logan happened to be around because she was outside of one of the stadiums and she was just hanging around and that i guess they're they're like friends before like they're friend, like friendly. They never like hung out, hung out, but they've been like they've known each other for a while and they're friends, essentially. And so she was like, "Hey, he's like, because I guess they said they were always like smoke runners. Like, hey, do you want to just smoke with me while I'm waiting for whoever to come out and get their gear?" And they're just like chilling in her car, just hanging out, smoking, blah blah blah. And then he he just like starts like being really inappropriate and then she was clearly very uncomfortable after that mm-hmm. and so um he ended up um texting her to kind of apologize and then she was going to accept his apology then she heard um that he has done this to a couple other girls and couple other girls who have also been who are also younger than her oh god that's disgusting okay so when do we just start going around beating the crap out of these guys we can't (laughs) we most definitely cannot do that we can't Nicole, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, my phone went out. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's just a lot. And um and also the another thing was was um Brian Pillman messaging her and was just kind of basically like, Oh, well, did you do anything to kind of give him the idea that that was okay and she was like no like my boyfriend isn't even really that touchy with me like that that I'm and he was just like okay well I'm just trying to understand because that's my friend and I just whatever and then he also was like well and he's like well you publicly like 
out of him for it and like could ruin his career and then she was like well what about my career as like a ring maker she's like I felt so messed up the whole weekend over it I didn't want to do anything didn't want to be there that was difficult for me to do my job and he's also kind of like not acknowledged it whatsoever and just kind of tried to hide from it from what I've known I haven't checked in a couple days but yeah it's just a lot My favorites need to stop letting me down this year. They really do. Well, I'll I'll say, I'll I'll ease your mind a little bit. Like I don't see it's the idea of the wrestler that's letting you down, not the wrestler, because we we don't know them. We we don't know who they are or what they who they truly are. And then when they show who they are, that's when we're like, oh God, it's heartbroken. But it's it's the idea it's it's a construct it's a person that we we we're seeing and then what we also are building up in our minds about the people that we see so yeah it's not gonna be great you know like you're you're gonna be heartbroken because some people you look up to are really really shitty and you're like this is some bullshit like i expected more from you and then in this case when a woman is telling you that she was being assaulted and it was uncomfortable, and the first reaction you give her is, well, did you do something to make him think that that was okay? That's a red flag for me. Because even if she was standing there with her titties hanging out, that don't mean that he has a right to touch her. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that, that's not how this works. Like, it's funny to me that you guys, that guys always say that, well, she shouldn't dress this way. And, well, she shouldn't act like that. Because if she acts like that, then she should expect a certain response. Okay, well, then let's do it for you then. How come when gay guys hit on straight men, some straight men act like it's the end of the fucking world? Ooh. How come you act like you've been sexually assaulted because this straight man, this gay man finds this straight man attractive? There's nothing wrong with that. So if a gay man came up to you and grabbed your ass and grabbed your dick, you'd be okay with that because you're dressed like you want the dick grabbed. So what difference does it make? I'm just asking. And if that's not the type of behavior you're eliciting, then why would you be okay with it happening to this woman? Every yeah. man's innate nature should be to protect a woman. You should never, ever ask her if she did something to ask for this. That is a violation right there. How dare you ask her that? Why? Facts. Why can't you just be okay with the fact that this girl is upset and your friend did something shitty, okay? You need to be more concerned with how she's feeling than the friend because the friend is asleep. He's sleeping at night. He don't give a fuck about what's happening with her. This girl almost lost her whole life. In one instant that was less than five minutes, she contemplated leaving the world. But your only concern was that she did something to provoke him. Okay, Brad. I hate everybody. Just throw everything away at this point. Set it on fire, and we'll try it again next year. Now, you know what? 2020 did have some good points. 
because it did expose some people that needed to be exposed. And it ain't over yet. So either get all your fucking ducks in a row or people gonna be coming at your necks. As a man in an industry that is male dominated at the core of you being a fucking human being, the least you could do is be more protective of the women who are in it. Now, it's a damn shame that Faye Jackson had to corral around other women, which I'm not saying she shouldn't do that because she's a woman, she's doing what she can, but it's a whole locker room of dudes back there. Yes. Only worried about y'all career. Y'all won't even protect the other women. Shout out to Faye for doing the right thing and being what's good in this world. That's wrong. She shouldn't have to do that. There's a bunch of men back there that should be capable of doing it. And we're not talking about, no, I'm a man and you're a woman and you want equal rights. We ain't talking about that. There's no human decency. That's it. You're talking about a locker room. It, it, it happens everywhere. It happens. It happens at rock shows. It happens at restaurants. It happens at nightclubs. And there's men and women in there. And they, a lot of them don't do shit, men or women. That's dead ass wrong. It's wrong. If you see, if you go to a club and you see somebody slipping a Mickey in somebody's drink, if you don't know what a Mickey is, child, that's just showing my age. Yeah, you just said Mickey. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Pills, all that shit, okay? It's it's a drug that ain't supposed to be in there. If you see somebody slipping somebody a, a pill and they drink like that, you need to say something. First of all, when you go to the club, don't ever leave your drink unattended. Nowhere. And when you're walking around with your drink, when you get done drinking out of it, you put a napkin over it. Because even in your close proximity, people still slip stuff in your drinks. Yeah. It's called slight. Mhm. Mm-hmm. They also got nail polishes that can tell you if it's a drug in your drink. Put that nail polish on before you leave. Put your finger in your drink, and it'll tell you if it's been. Um, you can get that litmus test right on your finger. It'll tell you. They got pills for that to detect drugs in your drink. There's all kind of ways to do it. But you should also keep a damn taser on you, and go get your damn pistol license. Because a lot of shit have changed when you pull out a gun. We shouldn't have to be doing this, though. No. At this point, in this day and age, we don't got no fucking choice. It's either we protect ourselves or we get thrown to the wayside. And I'd rather shoot the dick off than get get thrown to the wayside. I'm sorry. I'll do it. And the only reason why I ain't got no gun is because my husband won't let me get one because I'm trigger happy. But, oh, he think I ain't gonna get one. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. <laughs> Most definitely. Oh, Lord. I'll I just... You first and ask questions later. And that's what I suggest you do, too. Especially when people try to put their hands up your shirt and you talking to them. Just having a fucking conversation. That's the first thing you think of is to put your hand up my shirt. I will stuff a mud hole in your ass before I it don't matter at the end of the day. It don't matter if they're dressed like Meg the Stallion. They're dressed like a fucking pilgrim. You do not yeah. touch anybody who does not want to be touched. And then you do not have the right to play the victim 
when you get called out for the piece of shit that you are, and then you have your friends, whether it's man, woman, whatever, say, well, you need to think about how this is going to affect him. Bitch, he is the one who started it, and or she is the one who started it. Because I have a lot of guy friends who told me they've been out with out talking to a girl, and all of a sudden she grabs their junk. And she's like, and they're like, oh, you know, guys like this. Actually, no, I don't know you. Please get your fucking hand off me. Like, it don't matter. It, I don't care if you're dressed in a suit of lead or whatever. You do not touch somebody unless they tell you that you are allowed to touch them. My five-year-old knows that. Why can't grown-ass people get it through their head? And as for Brian Pillman messaging that, that broke my heart because, damn, but fuck him, too. Like, he's a piece of shit for that. Hey, my hands are ready to eat for everyone. So everyone can get this if they want to. Try me. Axe. <laughs> Period. I ain't got time to be playing with you motherfuckers. Since it's, it's, it's too many of y'all acting like little boys, y'all can't control yourselves. Y'all can't keep your dick in your pants. The reality is, let's keep it real, not everybody wants to fuck y'all. I know it's hard to understand that, but hear me when I say it, not everybody wants to fuck you. Say it loud for people in the back. Maybe you should just find somebody who's actually interested in fucking you before you make those type of advances on somebody. Because just because people have a conversation with you don't mean they're trying to get out. That's facts. Just keep your damn hands to yourself. That's all you got to do. Post like that, you got a problem well, you know, keeping yourself under control, then maybe you need to go get some help. They got therapists for that shit. You know, motherfuckers like you and Joey Ryan and goddamn Jordan Devlin, y'all, y'all got abuse shit. Y'all, y'all beating the hell out of people. You, you assaulting them. Like, come on, man. Like, control yourself. If you have issues with control, then you need to go get help. There are therapists who can help you with that. But you need to put in to work to help so you do not harm anybody else. And that's just real talk because you are mentally damaging people for your own sexual gratification. That is predatory and it's dangerous and it's an escalation thing and you will become a serial rapist because you keep escalating your behavior. So correct it now. Before you leave a wake of bodies in your in a trail of bodies in your wake like Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan has a lot of accusers. Mm-hmm. A lot. And that means he's been behaving this way for a long time and nobody said anything. And that's another problem. Nobody's saying anything. Everybody's seeing it and nobody's saying anything. This girl is literally distraught. Thinking she's about to lose her career. And more so upset about the trauma she just went through. And the first thing you think about is what happened, what's going to happen to his career. He didn't think about his career when he chose to assault this girl. So maybe you should be more concerned with the behavior and not the victim. And that's just where I'm going to leave it. So we're done. Let you guys have something else you want to say? No.
We're gonna be out. Go vote. <laughs> well, she right about that. I registered to vote. I got my absentee ballot. Sent my absentee ballot in already, so I voted. Like, don't if if it's a long line. Stay in line. This is one of the most important elections we've ever had. I, we try not to get political, but seriously, please go vote. No one's vote should go un, should go wasted this year. You don't have to vote, you know, in a couple of weeks. You can vote early now. Early voting is still happening. You can mm-hmm. vote early. So get your mask and go vote. And on that note, that's all we got. Come on, we ain't got no more. So, 